0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, the six-game road trip is over, and it ended with a thud. 129-121, the Lakers lose in Atlanta. They are now a season low, three games under five hundred. LeBron is hurt. Things are not going well. We'll talk about that and more on the next episode of Locked on Lakers. You are Locked on Lakers daily los angeles lakers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day want to thank everybody for making Locked on Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, sometimes on weekends. We get this thing up as fast as we can for you, bright and early, everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, And we appreciate all the support there. Remember, Locked on Lakers on YouTube also gives you access to the podcast on a lot of off days uh, early early in the day. So uh, earlier in the evening, I should say. So we appreciate that. Make a Locked on podcast your second listen of the day, perhaps Locked on Rams with Travis Rogers, the Super Bowl bound Andy, Los Angeles Rams.
1: Yeah. It was an exciting game, man. It was a real it's actually this these playoffs have just been great and general.
0: It's, it's been a really, really fun NFL postseason. Yeah. And at least things are going well for one LA team. Um and uh look, let's 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 get into it because it wasn't that long ago. It was right after the Brooklyn game. We 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 had some high hopes for where this road trip could go. They looked like they had some winnable games. LeBron and the big three were all playing together. They won a nice game. Um, oh my God, the wheels came off this thing quickly. They lose the last three games of the trip, including Sunday's 129-121 loss to Atlanta in Atlanta. And oh, by the way, LeBron missed all three of those games. So a great deal to talk about with this with this one, but um, I, can I can I start here from a morale standpoint for me? They're a season low, three games under five hundred. It seems like they've been here at some point, but they haven't. But this is as, as bad as it's been from a record standpoint. I also feel like this to me feels like it's as is like as bad as it's been from a possibilities standpoint just you know they are five games now behind uh dallas i believe for the sixth spot in the western conference um they is are correct. yeah so it's dallas and then they're and denver they're tied so i was stumbling and that's why um they're three games under they've got you know the questions of whether or not lebron is going to play they are much more locked into uh the nine and 10 spot than they are the seven and eight, just to even have the better end of the play in. Um, And they are running out of games. And I just, I, I am as pessimistic today as I, as I have been all season long, just about where they are and the math and all of this other stuff. Is that reasonable or am I, am I giving up too early here? No, I mean, it's it's reasonable in the sense of that's where they are right now. I mean, you,
1: you look at where they are, 51 games in this season. There's 31 left, and the, it's interesting. These next five games that they have before the All-Star break or four of the next five, you've got Portland twice, the Clippers, the Knicks, and I believe it's Milwaukee. Those are the next five games they have, not in that order, but those are the five. Four of the five, the two against Portland, Clippers, and Knicks, those are no BS, must-win games, Brian. Like, they are straight up, you have to win those games, just in terms of, practically speaking, with the standings, but also the specifics of the standings, because the Clippers are one of the teams that they are currently one and a half games behind right now. The Clippers are currently the seven. So if you want to try to make up any ground on those guys, you have to win that game head to head. And there's a big and difference. Then,
0: People understand. There's a big difference between the seven and the nine. You, 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 you know, if you're in the seven, you win one game and you are into the big boy playoffs. If you're in the nine or the ten, you got to win twice. Right. And so there's a significant difference in those. In those. And spots. then
1: Portland is the team that is currently a game and a half behind them. So you have two opportunities to make sure that they don't end up. And you know they're a team that has been struggling this entire season that they don't end up ahead of you in terms of the playing possibilities. And then just the Knicks have been in a free fall. There's a lot of questions about what they're going to be doing at the deadline, buyers versus sellers. But either way, their season has been a massive disappointment. Those four games are, again, and it's crazy to be thinking about this. We're not even formally into February yet. Those are must-win games. There's no way around it. And that, you know, Brian. When you asked about, am I being too pessimistic? I would say no. Just I think you're being a realist. Just because I had to make that point, and again, it is not
0: formally February yet. No, and and, and it's and it's and it's talking about the play We're talking really. We're really talking about you know seeding for the play-in. playing, playing, playing. And you know, Utah is in free fall. I mean, maybe they fall far enough that the Lakers could get hot. Like it was funny. Like you know, Anthony Davis. And we'll get into some of the specifics of of Sunday's loss because there there are there are elements to hold on to regarding hope um that I don't want to skip, whether we whether we get fully into them in today's show, whether we explore it more uh, for for Tuesday or whatever it might be as the Lakers have a couple of days off. Um, you know, it it is we're we're talking about the plan. And you know, they, they are functionally in a in a position where, all the other stuff. Can they get up to the four? Can they get to the five? Can they get to the six? Can they get all of these things? These little benchmarks are out the window, and, and unless you believe like Anthony Davis, who was asked again after Sunday's game, you know, do you still, you know, capable of winning? You know, that ten games in a row. Like he talked about that earlier in the season, that he felt very confident that once they got it together, this is a team that could rip off ten wins in a row and 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 be on their way. Um, setting aside for a moment. The idea that a ten-game winning streak would make up the gap that they need to to get to the sixth seed because I (laughs) don't think would. By
1: the way, Brian, that's a third of the season that they have left. Yes, to put it to put it in pretty dramatic terms, you would be talking about ripping off a third of your upcoming season in consecutive
0: wins. Right, kind of crazy. Yes, (laughs) Um, for a team that has won, you know, twenty-four times all year. You know, 10 in a row would be like a healthy portion of their output for the season. Um, like, setting aside for whether or not you think that could get them, you know, high enough or really put them in position to, to really jump up in the standings, they have shown no ability, even when everybody's healthy, to win seven games in a row, eight games in a row, ten games in a row. Like, none. It is not. It has not been demonstrated that they could do that yet. Well, I
1: okay, I'm going to push back a little bit on the idea of even when they've been healthy because the sample size of when they've been
0: healthy fair has point. been
1: so small. I'm not going to read anything into that and I think the, yeah, just
0: to your point I saw an updated, you know, I think it's 308 minutes the big 3 have played together.
1: Yeah, so I mean, to be to be I think both fair to everybody and also just accurate to everybody. They have not played enough as a big three with everybody healthy to really evaluate what they could do when they're healthy, which I think is, we've talked about this before, Brian, an overriding frustration for everybody on this team because they have not gotten an opportunity to even prove that they're terrible, like legitimately terrible to get, like, I, I'm being serious. You know, I, no, but I
0: understand, I understand what you mean. It's so funny, in, it's,
1: yeah. In certain respects, I think it would be easier For these guys to accept what's happened this season, if they had been healthy and they just weren't good, where they could say, you know what, man, we took a massive swing and it was a bad idea and it's not going to work. And we can already start thinking about how can we undo this and make next year work better? Because we know we know it won't work that, by the way is its own series sure, of podcasts of because of the long-term outlook
0: here isn't good right.
1: either. Anyway, we're going to have plenty of time to get into that. But the, the, the truth is – Too much. The, the, yeah, maybe. But the the truth is they have not gotten to see it, and that's led to the frustration. I, I think over these last four or five games, there there have been stretches in all of them where they have legitimately looked much better. Mm-hmm. Like even periods where they didn't have LeBron, even periods where they didn't have LeBron and AD, they've looked better. But as AD talked about with a lot of frustration after the game, Brian, they are not closing well at all. He, he said, we were supposed to win this game against Atlanta. They can't close. They, they have a lot of self-inflicted mistakes, which makes Anthony Davis and I on the same page because it's something I've bitched about all effing season. That's true. But also it was very telling with AD because as much as he expressed multiple times belief in this team, and he said over and over, we are a good team. If we have everybody, we know we're a good team. He also said that they could use the All-Star break to recharge and get away from the game for a while. And that is not the sentiment that you hear
0: from a team that is rolling.
1: No a team that is no, rolling no, wants to not. stay
0: playing. Um, no, no, that's true. Uh, but they're not rolling. Not no. at all. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, it's I I I the other part of it just made this so disappointing to me in terms of the, you know they got off to a good start Atlanta pushed back the Lakers made another push you know they 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 ended they, they ended the third after it looked like Atlanta was going to take over that game really strong went in the lead you know with, and they let it get away again um but let's talk about the game specifically and some of the uh potentially optimistic things because Anthony Davis played extremely well on sunday a second straight game coming back from the injury where he was pretty dominant um and so if you are looking for hope um it was there with anthony davis uh we'll talk about that and then obviously the implications of lebron injury lebron's knee injury we'll do all that next locked on Lakers brought to you by built bar it's the
1: new year and that means new year's resolutions and if yours is about getting fit eating healthier make built bar part of that plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar because it's covered in 100% chocolate. It allows you to eat healthy, but keep it from being boring. So after like three weeks, you're like, screw this, man. This sucks. Where's my chocolate? Your chocolate's in the Built Bar. Most Built Bars, they contain just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. That's the good stuff. And there are awesome flavors to choose from you got peanut butter brownie cookies and cream salted caramel coconut and almond and down the line built bars always coming out with these cool unique interesting flavor combinations so you want to stay on top of it try them all man that's the way to do it go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 get 15 percent off your first order again promo code
0: lock 15 15 percent off at built.com Okay, so there were some statistical highlights for the Lakers. I mean, I personally, people are going to complain about Frank Vogel and what he did. I mean, I thought his biggest mistake on Sunday is like they had a great strategy in the first half, Andy, of make every shot that you take. Um, And they got away from that in the third quarter, and I thought that was a terrible mistake. They shot almost 70%, I believe, in the first half. Um, And that they weren't winning by more did give me a bit of of an unsettling feeling. Um, But, you know, Atlanta finished this game at 58%. Like, they're just, they're not a good defensive team. And they're even worse without LeBron. And even when LeBron plays, they're, they're, it's very difficult for this group to be good all the time defensively. Like, a good defensive team, even bad teams are good defensively sometimes. But like, they're, it's, this is not a team that can sustain it very well.
1: No. And they're, they especially struggle, like you said, without LeBron. Because if you're playing Anthony Davis at the five and he really constitutes n- not just your back line and you know, there are ways that you can pull him from the basket in Atlanta, I, I thought both exploited this and also at times I, I re-watched parts of the fourth quarter. I thought there were times where schematically it looked like they were not even having Anthony Davis drawn away from the basket, but actually having him set up Further, in terms of who he would be guarding as opposed to being switched on someone higher, having uh, Stanley Johnson back. And that's when uh, uh, Kong Wu was just destroying them um, you know, over the top with these lobs. And I, I personally was a little surprised that they didn't eventually just switch back to or switch towards having Anthony Davis primarily back there. But either way, I mean, re- regardless of it, When he's your only back line and he's really the only guy with size that you have currently available that matters, it magnifies that absence of LeBron because he just gives you one more option, not even so much as a back line guy, but if he is the last man back there, like LeBron is a really good weak side shot blocker. He's he's better at rotations with size, you know, the, the size that he presents than some of the other guys. And if, say, you've got LeBron, Stanley, and AD, you start just giving yourself more options with the size that you might encounter going small in terms of either switchability, guys who would be available. And not having LeBron there really, on a few different levels, screws them up defensively. To so, however good you think they can be, they are going to be demonstratively worse without him.
0: Yeah. And look, they got some really good, you know, Malik Monk was insane on, uh, on Sunday, 33 points. He was eight of 14 from three point range, 12 of 19 overall. Um, you know there were he, you know, but he was part of that fourth quarter execution though, when they needed good possessions and good buckets where he didn't. And he talked about it at the end of the game. You know, he made mistakes trying to get the ball that he should have gotten the ball to AD once or twice and didn't. Like just the execution in in crunch time when you need stops when the offense the opposing offense is moving a little quicker when the opposing defense is putting a little more pressure onto you which is what you know they all said Atlanta did over this course of the second half which is why they stopped shooting 70%. Um it's just they they're not they're they're not equipped for it and you know unless the big miss three is a lot there, there too. Yeah, I mean, unless the the big 3 is playing and you know it has just become clear that they are so absurdly dependent on those three guys being present and awesome for them to have, you know, night in night out chances to win because, uh, you know, THT hit all of his shots in the first half, you know, whatever, you know, Reeves was, did Reeves stuff and, you know, and, and, you know, Monk was insane, but like, there's just, they're very, very limited. And to that point, um, Anthony Davis was excellent. Again, 10 of 20 from the floor, uh, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block, twenty-seven points, um, and it is a second straight encouraging game from him. And if you are looking for things to be optimistic about, it's like the idea that the Lakers can just win if eighty is good enough and LeBron is good enough. Because if LeBron can be what he was, you know, two weeks ago, you have two of the top five guys maybe in the in the NBA on your team, and that can win you series. Um even if the rest of the stuff is a little discombobulated. That's that's essentially what, what it is now, right? That's the yeah. hope. Yeah, I mean it,
1: it slots everybody too, because I mean Westbrook, who for what it's worth, I thought played well. You know, I don't think he was incredible in this game, but I he was again not an issue. At 20 points, eight of 15 from the field, 12 assists, only four turnovers, which is quite good when you consider how much he's going to be handling the ball in this game orchestrating you know i the last game russ could have had a lot more assists but nobody could make shots at all but russ though as your second option he's just not he's just not in a place anymore where you can count on that on a game in game out nor frankly do you even want to be in that place where where russ is performing that role and you know however it's really supposed to look between the three of them, again, stop me if you've heard this before. We have not gotten the opportunity for that to really take shape. But it's just, it's there are there are not a lot of guys on this roster right now that you feel confident with, you know, on a game in, game out basis over the course of, you know, all 48 minutes, however many they play on both sides of the ball, you know, particularly when the games start getting tight. Like it just, you know, there's there's no closing unit in part because there's been no continuity, but there's also been no closing unit because there's no real obvious choices in terms of who and would that, naturally yeah. slot where. And that speaks just to a lot of where this team is, period.
0: This is one of these things, and you know, like I, I think we are we are certainly at a point where optimization of lineups matters. And if we're you know, we've been there a little while. Um, and there are certain things, you know, Avery Bradley. Was silent again. Four points, uh, two of five from the floor. Missed his only three. He played twenty-two minutes. So he missed his Filed only out. two three-pointers. He did, you know, he fouled out and and just it wasn't impactful. And it's difficult to play him and Stanley Johnson at the same time. I like Stanley, but he's not an offensive force. He's not somebody. So you kind of have two holes in your in your offense. But the flip side is, I mean, I I guess I understand the the emphasis on defense um, to what extent. You know, Frank thinks that that helps him. Um, but like if you don't count back cuts, Bradley's pretty great. Mm -hmm. Like, um, (laughs) but like, you know, your other option, you know, when guys aren't is is Austin Reeves, who played 26 minutes, and you know, it I love Reeves is better. I think I would play Reeves more than I would play Bradley. They don't, and he has been lately, he has been, but he doesn't, they also don't serve exactly the same function. All this, and and what when people talk about some of these like lineup optimization questions that sometimes I'm not talking about but like there are a lot of fans I think who kind of approach this with this idea that the answer is obvious. It's like, you know, that Frank Vogel is choosing to go into, um, you know, a, a, the Indy 500 with, you know, a, a 1987 Toyota Corolla, when an indie car is sitting in the garage <laughs> waiting, that is not an option. Like the, your other option is like a 1989 <laughs> Toyota Corolla. And there's just, there is because of, like you say, the combination of both sides of the ball, um, that it would be something that I think would help the Lakers, you know, the, the John Travolta thrust. They, that's the problem. It's like you, you plug one hole with an offensive player and it creates another hole with a defensive player. And like, and that That is where they are. Uh, but at the very least, Anthony Davis looks like a guy who could play at the level the Lakers need him to play at over the last part of the season. If they're going to have a prayer, uh, both in the play inside and then against a Phoenix or, or or Golden State in the first round, which is essentially where we are. Um, And I I hope he can keep that up. He said after the game that
1: he feels really good. I mean, he he feels, I mean, not even just physically, like in terms of the stuff that he's been dealing with, Brian, but just the idea of he's starting to feel like he's in a rhythm. And Mm -hmm. I I think also AD has really recognized this moment of importance and just like how much is writing right now on the way he plays. And he hasn't, he's been very good. There have been times where he's been involved, I think, in the defensive lapses, just like everybody else. But by and large, since coming back, he's been really, really good. But also, just with with AD, we talked about this all the time, man. You just, you want to feel like that urgency from him to be like, F it, man. This is going to be my game. Mm -hmm. Like, you are going to feel like afterwards, the, the court has been tagged AD was here, you know, it, like similar to the the Shawshank redemption with Red, and you know, after he left after he left prison or the halfway house, like all of that. You want to feel like AD leaves his stamp and it's been starting to feel more and more like that. Just got to get LeBron back and keep everybody on the court. And then I guess we can just figure out one way or the other. How good can they make themselves over 31 games? All right, That's so mystery. like you say,
0: it's it's predicated on LeBron. It's predicated on AD uh, elevating. LeBron has not played in three games. Right knee swelling, didn't even go to the game in Atlanta, headed back to L.A. ahead of the team. Um, it ain't good. Let's talk about LeBron next. All right, so um, LeBron James you know, talked about it, and uh, Frank Vogel talked about it, and everybody talked about how they're paying very close attention to his minutes. And, uh, the, the workload while Anthony Davis was out and, and all of this stuff and LeBron said he was okay and it wasn't a problem and, um, he wasn't tired and it was, you know, he was in this amazing offensive groove, which is true. Uh, but I don't buy the stuff about not being tired and I clearly don't buy the stuff about it not having an impact because, um, That was too much, and I I think you can draw a pretty straight line between the work he was doing and the amount that he had to do uh, to the fact that his knee just ballooned up and he can't play right now. I mean, those, those feel related to me, Andy.
1: Yeah, I mean, thankfully, Frank Vogel said that so far in terms of what they've discovered through MRIs or anything like that is nothing other than just general swelling. So hopefully, I mean, you know, my... Totally, Swelling,
0: by the way, was the worst character in the Star, the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> the evil General Swelling. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> it's been a very depressing episode, Andy. You have to try to joke somewhere. <laughs> I mean, this is—I mean, look, this has not been an uplifting episode of Locked On Lakers. No, it, it absolutely is it not. Ab- I mean, I, we're not here to do that. That's not our job. But I'm just you know. Throw in a dad joke there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Booth is that's fine. You're like, yes.
1: Anyway though, uh, hopefully I because I was thinking about like I remember there have been times over the past where like You can't see everything on an MRI because there's so much swelling, and you have to wait for the swelling to go down, and then something gets discovered. Like that was the first thing that popped in my mind. Was like, oh crap! Does that mean there's like more that they're not telling us? Like, I want to
0: make a cryptocurrency. Like, what are they going to find in there?
1: I don't know. I I have no idea. Like, I'm not suggesting that this is like the Doge going a a golden
0: ticket to the Wonka factory. No, but (laughs) what's what's inside that thing?
1: I I know that there have been. No, I
0: I'm kidding. But like right. that's, I, but honestly, even if it's nothing, even if it's just old man swelling, uh, <laughs> he's an old man <laughs> who is the who's general general swelling's father. <laughs> old man swelling, um, decent call. It's just it's it's very unnerving, and it it is a it. We can get into the long term issues about this sort of injury maybe throughout the week because they matter, but short term. It's like every one of these days that goes by where LeBron can't play with these dudes, a, they dig themselves even deeper into their hole um, but also too, it's like they lose the capability of being able to figure their way out of it. Um, I it, he's being smart. they're being smart, but I I again I'm, I'm just I mean' I'm just it's the mood. I don't know if after all we've seen this year, the idea that, oh, well, LeBron can kind of round his way back into shape. He'll feel fine. Works by the playoffs or works by because they're gonna, it's not like they can let him sit for the next three weeks and really heal up. I mean, I guess unless they absolutely have to, and and still expect things to be okay when he gets back. <laughs> and, A thing that I talk about a lot, Brian, I mean, I remember
1: I used to say this a lot with Kobe, you know, like pre-Achilles, although actually I did used to apply this to him as well in terms of that recovery from the Achilles injury, because you got to remember when when that in particular happened, you know, that period of time, an Achilles tear was considered a death sentence for a lot of athletes, much less a guy like Kobe who had that type of mileage Mm pre-Achilles, but like There's always a point where every great athlete, even guys like Kobe or LeBron, who were exceptionally in tune with their body and also exceptionally good at taking care of it. There's always a point where it stops cooperating. You know, like every athlete just reaches that point. And LeBron, his body is still cooperating in terms of when he's out there, he can do great things but it's not cooperating in the sense of recovery, and I think it's not recovering in the same way when it just comes to dealing with general
0: stress. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> who has worked underneath <laughs> general swelling? <laughs>
1: okay, now that was actually funny. Comedy comes in threes, Brian. Right. It was a, it was a long way getting there, but congratulations. No, that, was actually, that, was actually
0: yeah. that was actually good. That was actually good. Um, but you know, here's the thing. It's not even so much that he gets hurt way more like Kevin Durant has missed a ton of time this year and Harden's missed time and Giannis has missed time. Like guys, it's not even that he's like, you would call him injury prone into this. And what he feels like is just normal. And so much of what the Lakers are built around is the idea that LeBron isn't normal, both in his performance, which 's been abnormally good in you know relative to everybody else but also in his durability in his health and his ability to play every game because LeBron came into the year like I like I, I'm gonna play um and I don't think he relishes missing these games
1: no he he's um, he's not uh he's not doing load management but I will say this though if you you this was interesting to me when you said that they are built around that idea of him being the indestructible cyborg and maybe they were built around that when they first brought lebron or like they had that when they first brought him in like they they had that mentality and you know that that vision for themselves as a team i got to be honest that vision should have been dispelled after his first season well, no, they've with been, they've been
0: trying. I Let me rephrase: They've been trying to correct it. It just hasn't worked. Sure. They they keep going through these iterations where you're trying to make it so you are not reliant on LeBron being, um, you know, this this superhuman character. They just keep failing at it. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and in spectacular fashion, I think this year more than any. Um, and I just I am. I am skeptical if again, if they were seven games over 500, you could look at this and say, okay, you know what? let's punt the three seed. Let's punt the four seed. Let's fall down to the six. It doesn't matter. Um, give LeBron. We two know and a half how weeks. good we can be. right. Let's give LeBron two and a half weeks, let him charge that battery back up and fully heal. Um, and 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 we'll we'll go from there and we, we can win just as easily as the six as we can as the three nice to have home court. We don't need it. They they can't do that. They're not in a, I mean, like it is not likely that they fall out of the 10, you know, beyond the 10, but it's not, they're not so far ahead that, you know, you could say like, oh, we can lose seven or eight in a row, which they could do. And like, there's no danger. I mean, we're not, we're not there yet, but like, you understand what I'm saying? Like they, they just don't have the luxury of letting LeBron, Get no, there, there's a bleep they, ton of
1: danger if they lose seven or
0: eight in a row, right?
1: I mean, again, <laughs> I mean there, that is red are, flash, and light
0: danger. There are four games ahead of, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, two and a half games ahead of Portland, but five games ahead of San Antonio, who's the 11? And you are technically not sol completely until you fall to the 11th seed. There is, there is hope as long as you are <laughs> one through 10. Um, I just, but like, you know. Practically speaking. So I I, I hope the news is good as the week goes on around LeBron. Um, They are making obviously no promises as to whether or not he plays Wednesday. Um, And these are winnable games even if LeBron doesn't play because the teams that they're playing are not world beaters themselves.
1: I cannot stress this enough, Brian. Four of the next five are straight up no BS, must win. Like You have to win these
0: games, Gaffed. you want to make sure you want to make sure you're not messing around. Let the Clippers get too far ahead. Let Portland catch you. All that stuff. Got to win these games. Um, all right. So we'll talk a little bit more about about LeBron's knee. Um, I think this week is a good time to talk about the sort of the future implications of that as well. Like what what this injury kind of symbolizes, at least to me, over the course of the long term, um, what the Lakers are going to be looking at going from here, and then you know some bright spots. Um, you know the the, the, the continued <laughs> play of Austin Reeves. <laughs> Uh, the Rams were in the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, I am done with my whole 30, which means I can eat like a normal human being again. Very excited about that. Um, can't think of anything else. That's uh, about it. Uh, Locked on Lakers on YouTube. Buy some built bars. <laughs> See everyone Tuesday.